0: This morning, I wanna to talk to you about growth in the spirit. Uh, we all know that when we're born, we grow. Uh, we go from, you know, a newborn to a toddler and an uh, infant, toddler, and, and beyond that, through our teens into adulthood and what have you. So, likewise, in the spirit, we are to grow from babyhood, when we're first born again, into a mature man. So I want to talk about growth in the spirit, and specifically, I want to point out that we should be persistent at desiring growth and looking for how to grow. And here's why. We're going to spend a lot of time in Ephesians chapter 4. I will throw some other verses out, but most everything is Ephesians 4 this morning, uh, chapter 4, verse 11. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. So, While your leader might be an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, somewhere in there, your leader, like Pastor Jim, for example, has the job of equipping you, verse 12, equipping you, each of you, for the work of the ministry, equipping you to build the body of Christ. Verse 13, and this is very key this morning. This is our key verse Verse 13, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Again, very key. This is till that happens, God has a plan. Verse 14 that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about by, with every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. Clearly, God has a plan to grow us. He's going to grow you, he's growing, going to grow me, but there's a, um, an intricate weaving together called the body of Christ, meaning he's growing us. And I can't really grow apart from you. You can't really grow apart from me. Pastor Jim recently did a sermon on church membership, and I have to uh, applaud that, that uh, uh, effort of his to bring that message forward. You must be a member of the body of Christ and it doesn't happen by casually accepting that yeah there's a you know a church that I visit every once in a while no there's something about becoming a member in the body of Christ That is to say my arm is a member but if it's not connected amen. Amen, then it does the body no good and the body isn't feeding it so it will die. Amen. And so, verse 13, till we all come to the unity of the faith, that's one, and of the knowledge of the Son of God, that's two, to a perfect man, three, and that is to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Let's look at the first two verses here in the Amplified version, (coughs) verses 11 and 12. I will be doing the Amplified, In 13 and after that 14 but right now these two verse 11 and his gifts were varied he himself appointed and gave men to us some to be apostles special messengers some prophets inspired preachers and expounders some evangelists preachers of the gospel traveling missionaries some pastors shepherds of the flock and teachers his intention his intention God's plan, his intention was the perfecting and the full equipping of the saints, his consecrated people, that they should do the work (coughs) of ministering toward building up Christ's body, the church. No one is exempted if they are in the body of Christ. That is to say, God not only intends to grow me, but he intends to use me to grow you. And though you might not always think of it this way, he's not only interested in growing you, but he's interested in you growing me. Amen. That they should, thats all of them should, do the work of ministering toward the building up Of Christ's body, the church. Everyone is included in God's plan to build his church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against the church he builds. Amen? So, I want to hit on the particulars in verse 13. First, we are to grow until we all come to the unity of the faith. That is not to be understood as you know faith that moves mountains that is to be understood as the body of belief that is to say faith for me as a father to raise my family might be different from your faith as a father to raise your family you won't run your household the way i run my household but we are all called to believe the same things the body of things that we believe, the apostolic creed, the apostles' creed, that's what we believe. We are all called to come to the unity of the faith, the body of belief that we hold. Amen? And Romans 14 tells me in verse 23, whatever is not from faith is sin. Sin in the Greek is hamartia. It literally means to miss the mark. That means if we are going to hit the target, we need to be in the same faith. Otherwise, we're not aiming at the same things, and somebody's going to miss the mark being outside of faith. Amen. So, we are to grow to the unity of the faith. Also in this verse, we are to come to the knowledge of the Son of God. It's very costly not to know who saved you and what that salvation means. It is very costly not to know the Christ, the anointed one who lifts the burden and breaks the yoke. It's very costly not to know that Christ is in you both to will and to do for the pleasure of heaven. Amen? So... Lacking knowledge is dangerous to Christians. It costs them their freedom. God put it this way in the book of Isaiah, chapter 5, verse 13. My people have gone into captivity because they have no knowledge. If we either reject knowledge or just by laziness, do not acquire knowledge it's costing us freedoms we will never attain to the work of christ until we know what that work is amen amen Amen. so we want to come to the unity of the faith we want to come together to the knowledge of the son of god and verse 13 again we are to come to a perfect man The word perfect in Scripture most usually means complete. So a perfect man is essentially a mature man, a finished product, if you will. Mature manhood is to be achieved. When that is not the case, Paul the apostle, in writing to his spiritual children, in writing to the churches that he founded, often has to rebuke for lack of growth. So he says this in 1 Corinthians 3, starting in verse 2, I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it, and even now you are still not able. Hopefully you can see from the tone that he's using that he is not happy with the Corinthians because they're still acting like babies. Hello? Verse 3, he says, For you are still carnal, that is, of the flesh, as opposed to being of the Spirit. For you are still carnal, for where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? Whoa! Whoa! The apostle says... Why aren't you behaving like the sons of God? Why are you behaving like the guy down the street? Why are you thinking like the culture around you? Why are you so limited? I can tell you that over decades of pastoring, my greatest lament has been this. When I am getting overwhelmed sometimes or or. Where now it's Pastor Jim's problem. Thank you, Jesus. But, uh, so it's like the overwhelming sense of humanity. I, I would just go to prayer, and, and my lament would be oh my God, why are they so human? Amen. It's like, his, 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 his problem with these Corinthians is, why are you behaving like mere mortals? Don't you know what Christ has done for you and is doing in you? It's like, you don't have to live like the culture lives, like society lives, like your other family members live. He has done more for you. You need to come to the knowledge of the Son of God. You have to walk in the fullness of faith. Amen. Amen. So this verse, verse 13, is truly very key to us understanding God's plan, God's purpose for us. Let's read it in the Amplified Version. It says that it might develop until we all attain oneness in the faith and in the comprehension of the full and accurate knowledge of the Son of God that we might arrive at really mature manhood, the completeness of personality, which is nothing less than the standard height of Christ's own perfection, the measure of the stature of the fullness Of Christ and the completeness found in him this is awesome church God has a plan and his plan is that together we will look like the Son of God we will think like the Son of God we will act like the Son of God Amen. amen we are come we are to come to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. The word stature here is relative to elevation reached. Remember, Paul is saying, why are they so human over there in Corinth? Don't you know that you can live above that? There's an elevation, there's a stature to be achieved that takes you above and beyond mere mortality. Your, your simple humanity. Stature is the elevation reached, and we are all supposed to be contributing to the rest of us getting there. Again, I can't go alone. I need you. You can't go alone. You need me. Again, I applaud Pastor Jim's sermon on church membership. It takes a corporate body to be what God has called us to be. Amen. Amen. And so, I want us to look then a little further. We've seen verses 11, 12, 13 in the Amplified. I'd like us to look at 14 in the Amplified. It reads this way. And by the way, this is, again, why are we called to build one another? So that, verse 14, so then... We may no longer be children tossed like ships to and fro between chance gusts of teaching and wavering with every changing wind of doctrine, the prey of the cunning and cleverness of unscrupulous men, gamblers engaged in every shifting form of trickery in inventing errors to mislead. Basically, what this is saying is do not, Get into the games of this world. Do not play craps that shoot the dice with them, because the dice are loaded against you. You will be cheated. You will be defrauded. Amen. So, essentially, how are we going to get results? We're going to move on in this chapter. Now, look at verses 15, 16, 17. 15, but speaking the truth in love. Church, that's key. Learning to speak the truth lovingly. Loving people enough to speak the truth. Amen. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all Things. Are you getting this? You can grow up in all things, and a lot of it is is comes from how you use your mouth. Speaking the truth in love causes the body of Christ to grow. Amen? That we may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, that is, becoming that perfect man. The, verse... Uh, 16, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effect of working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind. I repeat What Paul said is, don't behave like a mere human. Start by not thinking like a mere human. Come into growing, growing, growing into the fullness of faith, the fullness of the knowledge of the Son of God the fullness of the perfect man, the fullness of maturity, even to the fullness of the measure of the stature of Christ. Amen? And again, we're going to grow up in all things. So I want to take these three verses and read them from the Amplified. First, verses 15-16, Amplified, rather let our lives lovingly express truth in all things, speaking truly, dealing truly, living truly, and folded in love, let us grow up in every way and in all things into him who is the head, even Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. For because of him, the whole body, The church in all its various parts, closely joined and firmly knit together by the joints and ligaments with which it is supplied, when each part with power adapted to its need is working properly in all its functions, grows to full maturity, building itself up in love. The church literally grows itself by speaking the truth in love. Speaking the truth in love causes the body to grow. That is my job and your job. Pastor Jim's job is not to do all the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ, it is to train a congregation to do the work of the ministry and build the body of Christ. Hello? Amen. You have to go back to verses 11, 12, and 13. Amen. So, we're going to grow up in all things because each part does its share, each part with power adapted to its part, to its need, is working properly, is working in all its functions. Therefore, we are all growing into the mature son of God. The church builds itself up in love. Again, we do this by speaking the truth in love. So, when you read verse 16, know that... Everything after verse 16 is a mandate. Everything after 16 is a divine mandate. You could rethink of it as the fact that it's going to be a command. Amen? Verse 16 is conditional, and that is every part does its share to cause growth. Too often somebody gets saved and becomes a spectator that is to say they think that their position is to watch pastor jim and his team grow a church that is missing god's plan god's plan is pastor jim and his team is attempting to grow a people who understand that together as they function As they speak the truth in love, they will grow one another and the whole church builds itself up in love because Pastor Jim's job, according to Ephesians 4.11, is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Amen? So... I have a job, you have a job. My job includes standing in this pulpit. Your job might not be standing in the pulpit, but it is equally the task that I have, which is to grow the church. And God has a function for you and will equip you in that function. He will adapt his power to your function. Your function might be the food pantry. It might be ushering, it might be working a camera, it might be anything whatsoever that we're doing here, because together we are the body of Christ. We are not only being served, but we're serving one another, and in so doing, the whole body edifies itself in love. Amen? Hallelujah. Let me go back to the beginning of this chapter, because obviously all things sit in a context, and by chapter, here's the context of what we're talking about in this God's plan for growth. And that is, Ephesians 4 opens this way. Verse 1, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, meaning Paul is writing from prison, from prison. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. Here's the the chapter and what it's going to be about. You have a calling from God, and I am asking you, says Paul, that you would rise up to it and walk worthy of the calling to which you were called. Notice he continues saying, verse 2, with all lowliness and gentleness with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Amen? So, what's the calling? That I should quit thinking of myself more highly than others and start thinking of others as even higher than self, meaning... Pitching in and serving the needs of others. I told you that as a pastor, my lament was, why are they so human? You have to understand that in all of the graces of God, the one that I believe that I lack the most is long-suffering. So, I have tremendous patience with task and stuff. I actually have little patience with people. Hello? So long-suffering is that kind of patience that is directed to people. So while my lament is, God, why are they so human? My, my, My task is to get past the disappointment that I feel in people and love them anyway. For this, I need others to help me. My wife, chief among them. (laughs) Hello? That is to say, iron sharpens iron. You know, she will clean my clock, (laughs) straighten me out, that sort of thing. I need you to grow. I'll never become long suffering without you. You need me to grow. I don't know what your lack is, but you don't have it all together. Amen? And I can make a contribution by speaking the truth in love. Hallelujah. All right? So, how are we going to get to that place, that proper working condition in all our functions? Verse 17, no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind. Everything that follows, verse 16, is a command. Verse 17, quit thinking like your neighbors think, like your coworkers think, like your unsaved family thinks, like the culture thinks, like the social media thinks, like the TV. Quit thinking like that. Don't live in the futility of your mind. That's what mere humans do. Amen? Amen. Turn to the Word of God. What does the Word say? How does God want me to move in this situation? Amen. Amen? And when you do that, you will be putting off the old man and putting on the new man because you're getting a new kind of thinking. In fact, further down in the chapter, It's exactly what Paul says, verse 22, that you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, in the attitude of your mind, and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. That is to say, no longer walk like the Gentiles, the unbelieving world, but instead put off the former way of conduct. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind and put on Christ. What would he do? How would he do this? What does he want me to do? Amen? A renewed mind will precede me walking in a new nature. I can quit being a mere mortal when I become a thinking, a, 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 a striving to achieve to the new nature as a son of God. Amen? Here's one of Paul's examples. He says, verse 25, therefore, if we're going to put off and put on, therefore, he says, putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. It's all the great put off, put on. That is to say, he says in the same chapter, "It's just, you used to steal, put off the stealing, and now instead what? Get a job and give. Put off taking and put on giving. Put off uh, lying and put on speaking the truth because we are members of one another. That is to say, if my arm is a member, it needs to work in concert with the rest of my body. I don't want my arm. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, just rebelliously whacking my head uh, all day long. It needs to work in harmony with the rest of the body. Amen? Amen. So we put away lying, we speak the truth because we are members. Of one another amen so verse 15 speaking the truth in love we grow up in all things is tied here to we are members of one another and just real fast when you say speaking the truth in love uh, I brought this up in a sermon not that far back but of another nature but I'll I'll repeat it here it's like at a certain season in life my wife actually uh, um, was having an issue with her weight. Uh, She was overweight. She knew it, and she was working against that, but ineffectively, so it was a great burden to her, until she ultimately found uh, the way of escape for her. But in the meantime, you know, she would say to me, "Uh, uh, honey, does this dress make me look fat? And, you know, the simple, short answer was yes. But golly, who wants to say that? Yeah. Hello. I mean, honestly, what does a husband do when his wife says, honey, does this dress make me look flat, fat? So, anyway, I had to think that one through, and basically, you know, I would just say to her, honey, I can tell you it's very unflattering. I wouldn't buy it if I was you. So I didn't, I didn't come out right, flat out and say, yes, you are fat. I did say, no, that dress will not do. Uh, it's like, find another one. Uh, take it back to the drawing board kind of a, a, a thing. What I'm getting at is we need to speak the truth. What, am I going to lie to her and say, no, you look wonderful? <laughs> then we go out in public and never mind. You get the point. <laughs> you get the point. So how are we going to achieve this growth it's Hebrews five twelve to 14. By this time, you ought to be teachers. You need instead someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God, and you have come to need milk and not solid food. This is a heavy rebuke. The writer of Hebrews is saying, you have gone backwards. You started growing, and then you turned around, and now you're a baby again. Now you're back on a milk diet instead of a steak and milk kind of a diet, amen? It's like verse 13, everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. It takes exercise. That is, practice makes perfect. Come on. In fact, if we looked at those verses in the amplified version, it would literally say not exercised, but uh, trained by practice. Amen? They have their senses and mental faculties are trained by practice. Practice makes perfect perfect. Amen? Perfect practice will grow us up. We have to keep working at this. Philippians calls us in chapter 2 to uh, back to that place, Ephesians said, of lowliness. We have to stop thinking of getting served and start thinking of how might I serve the body of Christ? What can I do to grow the church of God. That's my calling. I want to walk worthy of the calling. Amen? I want to close here in Romans eight twenty nine. I want you to leave here today and go forward knowing this. Whom he foreknew, this is God the Father, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. I have good news for you. God has a plan from before the foundations of time. He called you to grow you, to make you look like his son. Amen. God is in you to grow you until you look just like Jesus God has a plan he's in us to will and to do for his good pleasure our key verse and I close with it till we all come Ephesians 4 13 till we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the son of God to a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, amen.